We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You guys looking good? How you feeling? Doing great. How are yeah, you? Doing all right. Daniel Lynch, Josh Stalmont, and we are all set up. Uh, what's it been like just being back uh, I mean, it's ice. It's not ice cold, but it's it's, it's cold. It's cold, I'm sure, from what you guys are used to. What's it been like uh, getting back around the guys? It's been great. Um, nice to be back in Kaufman, and you know, get to spend some time with some fans and see the see the guys, and yeah, it's just getting excited. Yeah, where are you at right now on your uh, calendar to? Wind up to get uh, revved up for spring training, Take off Josh. Countdown. Yeah. <laughs> we are DefCon two days. So, we'll uh, be taking off here Monday. I live here full-time now, so we're, uh, we're excited for some warm weather. How different is the offseason with the – I'm sure you guys just got done talking about this, but with the rule changes, with the pitch clock, how, how much did that uh, dominate your offseason, Josh? You know what? I, I don't think most of us actually care, and I say that with the kindest regard because it's, it's an understanding of, like, the game is going to change. You, your goal as a professional athlete is to adjust as quick as you can. And that's to situations on the field, situations off the field, um, physical, mental stuff. So something that we change on the rule side is kind of like just adjust as best you can, kind of get there and and just do it. And I think that's what a lot of these these guys are doing is like taking the hands-off approach, mm-hmm. seeing how the game unfolds. You're going to make mistakes. It's going to happen. Hopefully you can learn from other teams that make them. Um, you know, there's, there's going to be mistakes made. So it's just like one of those things as the adjustments are happening – trying to make those uh, mental mistakes as minimal as possible and continue to you know, keep a clean game going. One of those things that's going to take care of itself in spring training. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I like to work fast anyway, so it's not – I think maybe for – I think it will probably affect relievers a little bit more because it's more of a – That's what like, I've always thought. Yeah, because it's more of a like like a little more methodical maybe and, and a little more time-taking where I feel like the first five innings of the game you're kind of just rolling. Right. You know, five, six, seven. It's all about rhythm. Right. What do I know? (laughs) Maybe maybe it's all about rhythm coming out of the bullpen as well. Well, I I mean, as as you start to see your last at bat come up, you take a little bit different approach sometimes. You know, if you if you get up in that first at bat and yeah, you know, the game's not on the line. It's it's not decided yet. There's not there's no sway either way. Obviously, baseball's baseball is going to you know change as the winds. But um, you know. Realistically, like as you start to get to that seventh, eighth, and ninth inning, you st- you start to see a different approach because if you're down by two, you're down by four, you have you have a different approach in the last at bat and that kind of mentality. And so I think you kind of have a little bit more importance, whether it's real or not, happening in those situations. And and I mean, it's just gonna slow the game down. Sometimes yeah. you gotta think about it, you gotta understand, you gotta make their chess moves match your chess. So it's like 
Just kind of like a little game of cat and mouse. Yeah, you know, I've I've, I've always thought that yeah, it was going to affect relievers the most because you're, you know, got a here it is and. You know. But the batters are doing the exact same thing, right? It's going to affect them late in the game the same way because, like you're saying, they're going to step out a little bit more in the eighth and the ninth when that's that's the game than they are in the first and the second. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just going with the pace. You yeah. know, it's like as that game speeds up, if the game's close, if the game's on the line, like there's a little bit more deep breath. There's a little bit more focus, that little intimidation factor, kind of understanding, you know, heart, heartbeats a little quicker type situations that, um, you know, that's it's our job to slow the game down. Now the game is going to be slowed down. Actually, it's going to be half. You know, it's going to have to speed up the process. And so there's going to be things that are cut out, whether it's stepping off, whether it's the rosin, whether it's figuring that stuff out. And mm-hmm. sometimes when it's August here, and we're all leaking and everybody's hurting, there's probably going to be some leniency, and that's going to be on understanding of the umpires too, mm-hmm. and and realizing that like when you try to speed a game up and it gets sloppy, it completely defeats the purpose of speeding that game up. So I think there's going to be a balance that as this progresses and as you kind of understand it, it, it can't just constantly be this go, go, go thing because you're going to have batters hurting, you're going to have pitchers hurting, and all of a sudden these games are going to expound rather than compound. Yep. So No question. Josh Stallman, Daniel Lynch joining us here on 610 Sports Radio. Daniel, tell me about your offseason. Yours was one of the, I would say, handful that I was excited about because it was always present in the way that you spoke and in the way that you uh, would converse with us in the media nearing the end of the season – you're going to attack this off season. Yeah. What's it? What's it consisted of? Uh, I've been really happy with it. Uh, I definitely feel like this has been my best off season so far, just because I feel like after two years, you know, every year you kind of learn a little bit more what you need to do. Like I remember at the end of last year being like, "Man, I know exactly what I need to do," and then I, you right. know, went through it this year. And <clears throat> I think I want to try to just keep doing the things that I was doing well, pick those things, and also you know, be honest with myself about what I wasn't doing well. Uh, so a lot of that was just like, um, some pitch shaping stuff, some sort of working out my arsenal a little bit so that the pitches pair a little bit better together. And, um, Sweeney and Bove and, and Stetter, the new staff have been really great about helping me kind of understand what I want. And then, cause I really wanted to be on the same page with them because I, it's when you're doing things like that, it's a, it's a big commitment and, to have communication and be exactly on the same page when you get to spring training is huge because then they know what you're trying to do and it's not like oh I've been working on this pitch for four months and then now all of a sudden they're like you need to throw something else yeah so you say uh get on the same page with what you want can you expand on that as far as what you want I kind of just would like you know I would give them the idea of what you know hey I want the pitch to I want the ideal pitch here would be this speed with this sort of break or this and this, and then if I, I wanted it to make, to make sure that they weren't like, oh, I completely disagree with that, mm-hmm. or or maybe we should go this route because I just tend to work better when I feel like everything's moving in the same direction, and it's not like I, if I feel like a, a hint of um, like hesitancy on the coaches, like on their sides, kind of being like, oh, I don't know, yeah. really, um, I just tend to work better that way. Yeah. So that would they were great communicating. Josh, let me let me ask you about. Well, that uh, coaching um, when you've when you've been around the bigs now as long as you have uh, did you get to a point in your career where um, not that you're ignoring people but man it's just coming from everywhere as Daniel's talking I can just think over the past few years and you must have had so many people going here's what you need to do here's what you uh, in your progression, how have you dealt with everyone having advice to fix whatever needs fixing? 
it's it's such a unique dichotomy between like player and coach, and it never, I I don't think it'll ever change because you have a guy that is supposed to impact the lives of you know eleven or twelve pitchers at a time, um, you know thirteen whatever it is, um, and every single time the player shows up to the field, they think that the coach is thinking of them first and foremost, and at most you're one out of thirteen yeah. thoughts, and so it's that understanding of like when you go into the situation, you have to understand you know. Emp- empathetically understanding what they have and what their job is and, and how you can positively impact your relationship with a pitching coach. And so as these new relationships develop, I better know my strengths and weaknesses before I come in and I apply those to what they already see. So working together, you're not having somebody do hundred percent of the work and I'm just sitting there listening. I'm not doing hundred percent of the work and feel like I'm not getting listened to and there's no input. So it's like trying to find that 50, 50 mesh. Maybe there's 70% and I'm 30% when it comes to numbers. Maybe it's like, I can't tell, they, they can't tell me how I feel. So I'm going to be a hundred percent in that category, but looks wise, I can't self-reflect very well. So as we kind of go through these new pitching coaches and you, and you see in the minor leagues a ton, mm-hmm. like you have a coordinator, you have high A, double A, triple A, big leagues, and you have all these different eyes and sounds and ears and everyone's t- telling you different stuff. And kind of like when you get to a new situation, like I'm, I'm sure you're kind of referencing here is that being as open and honest as you can be with these guys is the is literally the only way that we can get on the same page day one and start with this new staff and take off mm-hmm. because like every single person here has a job their job is to win games help us win but if you're not trying to help each other it's like the hardest way to go about things is expecting others to do things and you're not picking up your end of the you know mm-hmm. your end of the deal so you nodding over here yeah yeah for sure i think it's really important to to even use the example that I used is like for this off season, if I hadn't, I don't think that it's, it's the coach's job to come to you and be like, Hey, you need to do this, this, mm-hmm. this. like they might do that. But like Josh said, it's like, it's just not all about you. Yeah. It's only all about all about you to your, like, yeah. not really in that way, but more, it's like, you're the only person that's going to really dive in a hundred percent on your own thing. Cause other people just have other stuff going on. Mm-hmm. The majority of us didn't pick the Royals and, right. and naturally you have right. to understand that like that has as we got here and we understood how we got here, usually a lot of us through college were kind of self-sufficient. You had to get to there, you had to do this stuff, and it was a lot of familial backing. And kind of as you went into the professional side, you kind of went into your your own team mode where you have to understand that these guys are learning you just as much as you, and you kind of understand that you need to be able to fit the puzzle of this team as best as you can. That may not always align perfectly with you, mm. but it's kind of like the mercenary idea that like, if I'm hired by this organization to do my job, how's the best way that we can do this job, knowing that they wanted me in this role type thing? How, how do you deal with um, like disagreements? And, and I don't know how often there are disagreements between the player and the coach, but I know I'm just – past few years just always inundated with with callers that say uh, you know if 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 this coach wasn't there so and so would be so much better and that might be true but I've always thought man this is your career if a coach is saying don't do this but you think you should do it screw you I'm doing it because I'm out here fighting for my life it's not really my personality to do that like I don't ever have disagreements really I think the ideal relationship between player and coach, like I was saying, is like where I, what I was saying earlier about like you bring ideas to them, mm-hmm. and then I de- for me at least because I I tend to have a lot of ideas, would be that I have enough trust in the coach and the coach feels strongly enough to go that's a bad idea, and because I tend to overthink and and want to change stuff, and so the ideal relationship for me would be 
if he comes to me with something, I know it's in my best interest and it's well thought out. Right. He's not making some like, you know, like quick decision yeah, to change being, something. Being open to change is almost like a double-edged sword sometimes. Right, yeah. right. Because a lot of times people will come and 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 uh, we do it to ourselves a lot because you have a couple bad starts and in this in this scope of the season, it's only two bad starts. Right. You don't want to like, especially if you've been really good before, where you have to be have a relationship or ideally you'd have a relationship that was like, Hey, I think I want to throw this slider and just being like, you know what? Your slider's really good. Let's stick with it. But also feeling like, well, my slider's not really good. It's getting crushed. Right. You know, not right. that, not and sure. That's just an example, yep. but that would, that would be ideal. And that's like, like Josh said, like being open to change is kind of like a lot of times the best guys are the ones that stick to what they want to do and just believe in it yeah. and it just, and do it as long as it works. I, I, I find it interesting the you know, listening to Zach yesterday, talk about his off season and trying to get better at this or that. And, you know, Josh, I would think the internal battle of, I always want to get better, always want to evolve, but don't want to forget what made me a big leaguer and got me here. Yeah. I mean, it's so easy to bring up all the terms that kind of float around this industry of like, if it ain't fixed, don't, or if it ain't broke, don't fix it type right. thing. And so you, you go to, an interesting category when you start talking about this stuff because as our bodies adapt and evolve and change there there is nothing that I can go back and, and take my 20 year old self right. and go back and do exactly how I did there because I've actually changed things I've adjusted things I've I've diminished things because you know as those bodies like physiologically change there's adjustments and like mm -hmm. we talked about this game is literally just adjustments and constant constant off-season maintenance and there's some things I did this off-season that I regret not necessarily today, but maybe in six months, but I can't, you know, I can't apply that to myself today. The dramatic irony at ideals of like knowing something that I didn't know at the time. So it's like going forward with this um, open-ended approach to change, allowing the people around you to trust them full, wholeheartedly. Because like when we're out here and grinding, I need somebody that I don't care whether it's going to hurt my feelings or not. Mm -hmm. I have to be perceptible to what they tell me, apply that truly believe it when I go on that field because like if I don't it just it doesn't work and it's just it's an understanding of like you can't you can't fake it and, and that's and that's a big part of it I'm listening to uh it was it MLB network one of those and they were talking about Granky, and they're saying that's why he's so uh appreciated in clubhouses is because it's the truth, and yeah. it comes from a good place, and whether you want to hear the truth or not, that's what he's given you. Yeah, I was talking to Yarbrough about this last night, actually, but it always bothers me because what's put out is, like, Zach saying something that comes off overtly negative. Yeah. But a lot of times that, like, dead honest truth is completely the opposite. Like, I, I, I can remember um, I pitched against Chicago last year, and I think I gave up, like – I went, like, four and a third and gave up three runs. And I – kind of like just wanted to hear Zach's thoughts and I was like man I was just terrible I was awful today and he was like well I mean if, if you were he's like yeah you were awful but you only gave up three if you're awful and you only give up three runs and four and a third like that's pretty good Agreed. and so that like that doesn't get out there as much but there's a ton of that where it's like very positive and he kind of everything is the truth mm -hmm. and so he, whether it's a negative or a positive he's going to tell you yeah uh Talking with Bobby earlier, he was saying, uh, you know, in April he was putting a lot of pressure on himself. Uh, you know, team hadn't won a lot. He was supposed to be the guy. So mm -hmm. he did. Did either one of you guys feel that over the course of, you know, last season when, you know, inside the clubhouse, it, it at times felt tense. The winds aren't piling up out there. Uh, Daniel, when, when you're taking the hill, how, how, how did you or did you fall victim yeah. to the I got to fix it all? 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I felt like one, like I put, I put the most pressure on myself. There's not, so that was a burden because I'm like, I'm not doing what I know I'm capable of. And I can't really figure out why, which was really frustrating because I just didn't feel like I had, I couldn't figure out why. Cause I felt like I was putting in good work and I was going out there and I was like, pitching a lot of innings in my starts, but a lot of times at the very end, they just turn around. I'm like, God, why is this happening? And that I I definitely pressed because I'm like, I'm not going deep enough. into. I I, I wanted to be the, you know, I was watching Brady go out there and do it every time. And that was like, you know, I'm like, well, you know, I, if this, the team needs me to do that too. So I would get, you know, frustrated. I could be in the fourth inning and have be at 82 pitches or something. And I'm like, God, I got to find a way to get through the six. And that just takes you out of the present. Mm -hmm. And, it, that completely takes you out of like you had right starts here. where you did yeah grind right did that thought not pop up in those starts when you did find yourself all right I got to put my head down and give him six yeah I can't remember against Oakland I threw a lot of pitches in the beginning of the game and I just was like I'm just gonna throw every pitch right down the middle because yeah. <laughs> right. I'm like this this is the only way they need me to because a lot of times you know the bullpen short or something that plays a factor because you're like mm-hmm. they need me to go six innings today right and so, yeah, absolutely. And also just being like the, you know, coming in with a lot of – all of us coming in with sure. a lot of expectations. And mm-hmm. it doesn't happen overnight for a lot of people. So, yeah. it's – you know, you, you, as a as a competitor, you want it all right now. And I know the fans want it all right now and the coaches and everything. But, you know, sometimes you got to be patient and be realistic with yourself. Josh, I mentioned that clubhouse. Was it – Zach said it was the some of the most fun he's had in his career. He's been around for 20 years. So, that, that speaks – positively about the people in that clubhouse um better worse the same as as the royals clubhouses you've been a part of previously you know it's it's super interesting to start comparing those dynamics because you 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 yourself are looking at it from a different perspective and i think like that's the hardest part is like if i look at it from my perspective of last year where uh, I didn't feel like I was doing my part in the yeah. second half. I am from an injured standpoint. I, you know, it's like that perception is always going to taint what it is. And so you kind of have to take a step back and, you know, remove those biases from whatever it is. So if you're being successful yet the team isn't, it's really hard for some guys to separate themselves from actually what's going on with themselves and mm-hmm. be, like you said, be present and understand that like the team may be going through a really tough stretch, but you're just nails. Yeah. And it's all rainbows and butterflies. And, like, the vice versa goes. The team could be actually playing really well, and you're going through a tough stretch, and you're the, you know, you're the one in the corner kind of kicking the dirt right. when the team's winning. And mm-hmm. understanding that dynamic and separating yourself. And, like, I always – I use this all the time. And I say there's player Josh, and then there's human Josh. When the jersey's on and I'm on the field, I'm part of the team, I do everything. And then there's a human side of me that's going to deal with whatever else happens with the job and – the outcomes of that and kind of being able to separate those and know that like when I'm on the field, the only thing is winning competition and giving everything my got. So it's like, if I give a hundred percent every single day with a positive attitude, I get to close the book on player Josh every single day with a good outlook because mm-hmm. I don't have to sit there and worry about giving two more percent doing anything harder. Um, human Josh gets to deal with whatever it is when I get to home and, and deal with the, the actual stuff that comes with being you know, a person and on this field, like we don't go in a box and they close the door <laughs> and then the next day they open it back up and say, Hey, yeah. you get to go play now. Like, you know, I got family dogs, every, everything's got, mm-hmm. is still going on outside the scene. So, you know, kind of knowing that and applying that to that, that clubhouse aspect, I think is the hardest thing to do. Um, but I mean, this is a young team. They're comfortable with each other, which is, you know, 
a lot of times had good and negative approaches to the word comfort. Mm-hmm. Um, you get too comfortable, yeah. that's going to be a negative thing. No but doubt. if you're very comfortable, a lot of times it's easy to just go out and do what you're told because there's no external pressure and yeah. stuff like that. So um, this, is a, this is a fun clubhouse, and I, I, I do agree with Zach. Well, player Josh and uh, human Josh both had to deal with injury and, and COVID and a, a lot over the past few yeah. years. Did that ever rip any joy of I this game from you? It's, it's a learning experience. And I think, like I said, there's, there's player Josh and there's human Josh, but there's also two different things of passion and profession. And as those kind of get blended together, because when you leave college, your passion starts to blend into this profession and it's a job. It's yep. a, it's, it's no longer this kind of, you know, wisp of whatever, like you're, you're on the trails of your dream and, and your, your goal is to chase it. And just like many dreams, you have no clue what's going to happen around the next corner type mm-hmm. thing. So as you kind of go about this and as you go down that rabbit trail, you know, understanding that like the passion and profession balance and the emotion that I have on the field and the emotion I take off the field, you really have to draw the line in the sand because I'm not going to take anything I have on the field home to my wife. Mm-hmm. She doesn't deserve that. Mm-hmm. She doesn't have anything like that. So it's like, I have to be very, very cognizant of understanding, you know, the separations when, when I'm not feeling good and I'm, I'm hurt on the field and I'm performing as such, I'm, I'm given hundred percent. Maybe my hundred percent is not good enough to get a big league hitter out mm-hmm. and understanding that and actually being able to kind of apply that to my, you know, actual life is so much harder than, you know, it is to put on paper and, right. and actively enjoy that and, and separate those so that I can still be, you know, present like you mentioned yeah and still be there in the clubhouse outside of the clubhouse regardless of my performance just to continue that you know snowball rolling so you're not going to stop that momentum are you able to leave it at the ballpark or does the wife hear it every once in a while oh i don't talk about it but (laughs) uh okay i mean my my wife we've been together forever since high school so she she knows oh yeah she can she can she can sense it and then i and it's it's really hard for me uh i've gotten a ton better at it um, because I actually find that I'm better if I act, if I, like, I used to think that I could figure everything out. Um, didn't we all? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So it was like, I thought that I could just like sit and think about something and figure it out. Whereas like, sometimes it's just best to leave. It's, it's really hard, but, um, and I've gotten so much better. Um, but like, yeah, Millie knows if she, she can sense if I'm feeling a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, and she'll be like, do you want to talk about it or no? And usually it's no, right. but. I try not to, and I think this year will be better. Because I think, like, thinking about what Josh said about if you just go and do your job the best you can, that's all you can do. And I, I think doing my job, at the perception of it has changed a lot from playing with guys like Mike Miner and Wade Davis and them talking to me about – because I'd be like, man, you know, I only went – I went six innings and gave up four or something. And they're always like, you know, like, those guys – like, that's a that's that's part of the job too. Yeah. Like – you're not going to go seven innings and punch out 12 every time. But if you can take, even if it's five runs and you grind for six innings, you so like, I think changing the perception of I'm going to expect to go out and go seven innings and punch out 12 when I go out there. Mm -hmm. But if I give up three in the first, it's not, you can't think about, Oh, my starts ruined because it's not seven innings. Now it's like, all right, I need to make it through six innings. Next pitch, next pitch, next pitch. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. and it changed, it makes it easier to like put, like go home at night and be like, you know what? I didn't – or maybe I threw 40 pitches in the first inning and I only got through four and a third, but at, at least I did more than was expected right. in that certain situation. And that helps me for sure. 
Daniel Lynch, Josh Stallman, Crafty's giving me the eye. I've got to let you guys go. Appreciate uh, <laughs> yeah. you swinging by. Enjoy the rest of uh, Absolutely. Royals Rally 2023. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Thanks, Thanks Connie. Have a good one. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.